Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast and boy have we got an exciting show for you this week. Uh, my name's Aid, and with me to introduce first are my co-hosts Rach and Graham. How are you doing Rach? Hey I'm good, it's so lovely to be here Aid, and it's it feels like it's been a while actually since we had a chat. Um, it, it seems that there's been lots going on uh, for everybody so uh, yeah really really happy to be here and very excited to chat to our extra guests today as well <laughs> oh no spoiler alerts we'll introduce no them in a minute yeah yeah <laughs> they have to remain quiet and not giggle at all until that point in time thank you <laughs> guests <laughs> and now look at your faces hey graham how you doing yeah good aid yeah and like rachel said i can't believe you skived off for two weeks without any warning either i mean she phrased it differently <laughs> but let's be honest that's what she was saying but it's lovely <laughs> i don't think that's true is it yeah. 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 You totally did. <laughs> and I checked the calendar. Which we have a calendar, and I checked it. Like nowhere had he applied three months in advance for leave. No, nothing. That's fine. It'll come up in your. Well, you're the head of HR now, then, <laughs> yeah. are you? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Okay. Show me your policy booklets, then. I I learned this week. Um, I, I can't. No, you didn't. I, I did. No, I did. I learned that there is a German word. Um, and there's a few different variations, but the one that I most remember, which is, uh, and I'm sure it's not pronounced quite this, but there's a German word, which is Graimish, which basically means grumpy or morose. Oh, yes! No. Yes! That can't be true. Really, really, the word morose. Really, the word Yeah, Grease, Graimig, and Graimish, and things like that. Yeah, they all basically mean miserable sod. <laughs> I'm like, so I'm... so there, will be, there will be many listeners who know, of course, what your internet handle is, what used to be oh. but uh for the for those that don't know tell it yeah you know, um what was your what was your name on the pixelated photographer forum it was morose duck yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i feel like i've the the fates have aligned and it turns out that i was correctly labeling myself all of this time so very <laughs> truly happy. you are a, a multinational cultural european icon yes that's exactly what i thinking i i am i am iconic yes <laughs> I am iconic. Yeah. <laughs> Moronic, iconic. Okay, as head of HR, because we have mm -hmm. some important business to conduct today, could you please introduce our guests? Yes, it's lovely to welcome back to Sunny 16 Towers uh, two of our favourite employees from the, you may, you may have heard of it, the uh, growing in popularity, I would say, uh, sister podcast, I Dream of Cameras, the one and only Jeff and Gabe. Welcome back, guys. Hello, hello. Hello, and thank you. We are hey, guys, so excited to be back. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. And uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, Jeff, you've you've recently visited us all, uh, and to right. be caught up with you. But I personally haven't spoken to Gabe in ages. So, Gabe, what's yes. up? How you doing? Oh, very, very, very jealous of Jeff's trip. I mean, I got uh, picture evidence along the way, but when he got back, it just it was so exciting. So. I will definitely be at the next one. I'm very, very, very excited to meet you all in person and get over there. But everything's good so far. Everything's good this week. You know, I might have bought a camera. I'm just saying. <laughs> no. Uh, what? Weird, right? I know well, everyone's shocked. Everyone's surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in my head, you know, just figuring out how to do it and of course, selling stuff before I bought another camera. You actually did? Or this is just, you know, in your head? Well, you I do? sold one thing and felt like that was enough in my head. Was it a lens? But... <laughs> no, it's not a lens. <laughs> I sold the Context T2, which we could discuss later. Um, but yeah, that's it. 
drinks are on you then hey? yeah <laughs> if you sold a contacts t2 this week drinks are on you Depends well, what right, exactly. <laughs> exactly i'm in yeah can you just explain briefly because you bought a Canon R5, which is not a camera I'm familiar with, but is apparently such an advanced piece of technology that you had to go back to school to learn how to use it. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. I, um, yeah, Rafael Hernandez, who is a professor at CalArts, head of photography there. Um, I met him for coffee yesterday and actually, uh, got a very uh, big lesson on this Canon R5. Yeah, it's the technology is, you know, we're all used to obviously manual focus or with, a, you know, any kind of digital cameras, you know, clicking halfway and getting the focus and on and on. All of that you have to rethink because if you're shooting people and it's on eye detect and face detect, you're never focusing. It's just there. So if you're focusing on one person, <laughs> I know, Graham, Graham, that was my expression. It was just like, what are you talking about? So if you're holding it and you're just focusing on one portrait, you're not focusing. You're just shooting because it's it's already locked into their eyes and their face. Wow. So Impressive it's, stuff. Uh, yeah, it's relearning and uh, I'm very, very excited to use it this weekend. So cool. That was my sounds, big purchase. Sounds good. Sounds good. And Jeff, how are you doing? Everything's great. I mean, me and my new wife, the X-Pan, are very happy together. <laughs> I see you got uh, her a new wardrobe as well, Jeff. I got her a oh. new dress. Uh, yep. you're, obviously, this is an audio medium, but I got a sandalwood grip. Sandalwood. Those who have followed the saga. Yeah, look how pretty. Okay. Uh, those who have followed the exploits on the Sunny 16 Sister <laughs> podcast know the ride I have been on with this X-Pan, but I just adore it. I love it. We're planning a whole life together. <laughs> it's the right camera. Yes. It Whenever is. you it's hold wonderful. it up like that, Jeff, I just see all the paint scraped off the bottom though. And it's just I can't. What are you see doing to me? That. Why why are you doing that to me? Why are you torturing me like He's that? He's never gonna yes. stop thinking about that. It's got a lot of paint scraped off. Yes, it does. We're all it's a little the... bit imperfect. It's fine. And this I love the new is... dress. It's um, exceedingly imperfect. And really, to make up for that, I bought her this lovely yeah. piece of wood. It's very <laughs> yeah. nice. And you know what? We actually, Gabe and I were on a photo walk with a guy a couple of weeks ago who had a mint X-Pan, and I pitied him. <laughs> I pitied him. Oh, my gosh. Because his camera had never so been used. Mint. It was so it was crazy. So, I, and all I could do was be sad for him because he's going to watch it decline and decay. Yeah. Whereas mine <laughs> has already declined and decayed. So, like, <laughs> I've already come to terms with it. This is. I think this is gross for you, Jeff. I think this is good. This is yeah. this is character development. Yeah. I mean, this is how we know that you're approaching episode forty of your show because you're like the character's right. starting to grow. This is fantastic. story. I mean, I, I, at the very least, you didn't spot the single tear that rolled down my face. <laughs> right. Right. As we were discussing this, I'm doing much better at suppressing my emotions, which is such a great skill, guys. <laughs> you seem very suppressed there. Yeah, <laughs> see, I'm doing, I'm doing great. So no, I've been shooting with this a lot, and I'm, I'm jealous of Gabe. You know, my, I have other travel plans next week that mean that I can't go to New York and join him. For we almost week. did it. We almost we, figured it we out. We almost um, did it, but, but I'm excited. You know, on our podcast, we were talking about what kit Gabe is going to bring along on this trip. And I think I was a slight influence upon him. He is going to yes. bring a wide lux to shoot oh, part nice. of this Fashion Week experience. And I'm oh, so nice. excited 
to see what he comes back with shooting some widescreen panoramas with that machine. Do you both have a wide look, then? Because obviously you do, yes. Jeff. But oh, I didn't realize you did as well. Okay, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I got it a long time ago and used it when we were shooting in Albuquerque on set, which was fun because uh -huh. I could get everyone, you know, the whole scene. And it was, you know, the actors and the cameras. And uh, I loved it. I loved it. And then put it down and didn't mm. use it for a long time. And then, you know, I saw Jeff fiddling with his and got great <laughs> stuff and i figured I, i've got to use it again so i'm gonna try it we'll see what happens being loved by gabe is it's a real roller coaster isn't it one minute you're the new hotness the next minute you're put down for how many years would you say it is from when you were shooting in albuquerque <laughs> i probably put that camera down five years ago so you, wow. you you love it and then you don't look at it for the next five <laughs> yeah yeah wow. i don't talk to it i don't have any discussions with it <laughs> that's terrible that's a that's a cold relationship <laughs> much like if i shoot someone and the camera and the film comes back and it's there's something wrong with it even if it's my fault i put that camera away i put it on the corner i put you it on the naughty on step and that's it it's on the naughty step and that's it you have like a little hat for it or something oh yeah yeah that's very upsetting I'm very sad about that. I, I know you've talked about this several times on your podcast, but I would still love to kind of get a bit of a catch up. I know, Gabe, that you had a recurring problem with super grainy results from your film. Um, I can't remember what it was you were shooting. I think it was um, Pan F. Was it Pan F? HP5. HP5. Oh, so you were shooting quite a grainy <laughs> film and then you were deeply stunned when you got really grainy. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> how's that how's that going because I, I know you've spoken to the guys at elford and you've had advice yes. from various people have you managed to figure out what what the problem was yes it was most likely uh the lab ah uh, okay it was okay it was most likely the um this is what when i brought to uh you know rafael and 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 uh chris everyone who i asked this question about they said look a lot of a lot of labs use Arista for chemicals and it depends on, you know, a lot of factors, but he feels that, you know, after going through every other issue, exposure batteries on and on, that that pretty much was it. And then I will be shooting some HP5 this weekend and I think it'll be okay. Yeah. Because you were saying the other day that you know you really want a really grain-free film. You were talking about because um, I think you were talking, Jeff, about uh, the fact that you got an email from the chap who snafu'd from underneath your grasp some Kodak. What was it? I can't remember what the name of the Kodak. Panatomic X. Panatomic. Yeah, X. Panatomic X. That sounds which was like a a, fine... an album. Wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it's, it's a, a great, great title. Yeah, they got to bring back that film, if only because it has a phenomenal name. Yeah. Panatomic. It just, it just, you know, it matches up so many things we love. Pans and atomic energy. Anyway, <laughs> right. um, but it was a fine grain film that uh, Kodak made from I think like the 40s or 50s, well into the 1990s, and then discontinued. And now it goes for, I mean, 30, 40 bucks a roll on eBay. Um, the closest approximation you can get, yeah, the closest approximation you can get now is probably Ilford Pan F50, but there's a smoothness and a mutedness to the contrast of Panatomic X that's decidedly different from the Ilford stock. And actually, 
a fellow podcaster who just discontinued his podcast, Michael Kaplan, sent me a roll of Panf. I mean, sorry, Panatomic X120 that I gave to Gabe that he's going to try on some portrait shoots. Very just to see what it's like. But yeah, it's really fun. It's fun. I, it's funny because I am not accustomed to shooting with really slow black and white films, but particularly with the X Pan, I am really enjoying the combination of a slow film stock and this, you know, panoramic image. It's really fun. Yeah, that that really large negative as well, and a really yeah. slow slow film, and that will obviously give you very fine grain. I've. Uh, I really love shooting um, Pan F. Um, the only, really, the only opportunity I had to do that was um, over in Italy a few years ago because I was like, we've got the light for it for a change. Right, right. Really lovely. Um, so I did a um, uh, an engagement shoot out there, and it, it was just oh, lovely. Really, really. Oh, that's great. That came yeah. back. Um, so yeah, I bet that's going to look amazing on the on the wide frame with that with that stock. Fabulous. Yeah, there's virtually no grain. It's really interesting. I mean, obviously you can't shoot it under every circumstance, but like mm. shooting out in the dazzling, punishing sunlight of Los mm. Angeles, uh, it's really, really good. You get like a really broad tonal range and no grain at all, which is interesting. It's just mm. different than what I'm used mm. to. I'm just thinking about how to focus find that in the dark room. Where's my grain? <laughs> I want to be right, like, yeah. Right, right. yeah. Well, you know what <laughs> I do? I actually focus on when I'm doing digital camera scanning, I focus on the sprocket. Uh, yeah, that's a good that's point. Good. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Um, if as long as you've not got your thirty-five mil mask or anything like that, obviously exactly. Using, yeah, you know, uh, variable. This the 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 carrier that I use, the Camerodactyl yeah. Mongoose. Most of the sprockets are still visible, so I can use that for focus, and then I get a pretty good, you know, pretty smart, that's sharp cool. image. Yeah, it's nice to include those sometimes, especially on a format like that, isn't it? Because it's yeah. just so different to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, Rachel, the, the photo that we developed together, I got mm. back all framed with the sprocket showing. <gasps> it's so beautiful. I'm so excited. I'm really glad we printed it that way because the sprockets kind of make it. Yeah, definitely. And the um, I, I loved seeing, you know, how they'd matted it as well. Around yeah, they did a good stuff. job. So, yeah. Yeah, it looks really lovely. Um, obviously, I'm slightly sad that you will no longer be able to see that I wrote you in a nice little... Uh, <laughs> I know it's there. I took a picture of it. Yeah, Rachel signed the back of my picture, which was so dear. And I actually took a digital photo of it so that I have a record of <laughs> I'll it. I'll always have it, you see. And it's there, you know. Yeah. It's, yes. it's a, a really little nice hidden idea. secret, anyway. What did you do with your copy of that picture? Do you have? Do you still have it? it? Of course I do. I mean, no, like, the minute you left, Jeff, I was like, tear this. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. Oh, thank God. Uh, yeah, no, it's downstairs in the library. Okay, um, good, it's, good. it's currently on top of the piano. Okay, good, good. All right, glad to hear it. <laughs> Wait, where's yours? Where's yours, Jeff? Have you hung it up? You know what? I'm going to be honest. It's on a, it's, there's a set of bookshelves to the left of my bed. It is the first thing I see when I wake up in the morning. See, how about that? How about that? That's Very a good thing. answer. That is good. Yeah, answer. how about that? You lean yeah. over, give the X-Pan a peck on the cheek, and then turn around. That's right. And then like, <laughs> then look what we made together. <laughs> look what we made together. It's beautiful. Oh, <laughs> Better start a college fund for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I'm intrigued, because especially, like, with, I mean, as... Jeff mentioned you're going off to um, New York Fashion Week this next week, yes. which is super exciting. It's not the first time you did it last year as well, and that seemed like it was an amazing experience. Um, when you're thinking about film, like for shooting, um, 
models and pop stars and whoever else. I guess right. I don't know much about New York Fashion Week. It's weird. Um, right. But the choice of film, I, I'm guessing you don't want much grain when you're doing that. I'm guessing that fine grain is better because, I mean, I don't know. It, it, I, I'm always intrigued. I've had conversations with people who are kind of of the view, well, if you can't see the grain, why are you even bothering to shoot film? But then, of course, there's loads of films that are really lovely and super fine grain where right. that are very popular. So where do you fall on that? And does it depend on the well, subject material? Here's what I love is backstage, the light is so beautiful. I mean, it depends on the designer, but mostly in the venue, of course. But most venues have a huge wall of light coming in, just natural light coming in. And then you've got the small little lights, you know, makeup lights at each makeup stand. And there's probably 40 to 50 makeup stands. It depends on what it is. But I love the look of um, Tri-X, HP5. I, I don't mind the grain in there at all. Um, it's It's just beautiful in those situations. And also... Um, Portra 400, you know, I've gotten, you know, beautiful shots there as well. Outside, I'm using probably Kodak um, 200, which I like in the, in the Rolleiflex. And that's more of a casual area behind Spring Studios. There's a place called St. John's Lane, which is really just the alley between the two studios where they have multiple venues. And just hanging out there, the light is perfect so um i think kodak 200 works great um portrait 160 also works great so i've been happy especially with the the m6 and the old you know 35 millimeter f2 that i've used forever that combo works great backstage also because it's so quiet i mean all cameras now are pretty quiet but it's it's not sort of this giant thing coming at you um so I've been very happy with that setup. Yeah. I recently developed a couple of rolls of um, FP4 that I'd shot through my Olympus. And mm -hmm. um, I didn't mess it up, which is always a thrill. And <laughs> and looking at those days, I'm just going, oh, FP4 is really good. Really, really good. Uh, and, the, you know, the, yeah, there's grain there, but it's pretty darn smooth. And I, I'm kind of thinking about, my shooting habits going forward and i've i've shot pan f pan f is lovely but the problem with pan f is that one the slow speed limits its uses but two for somebody who is a perennially show slow shooter the fact that it um what's the word i can't think what the word is but the fact that basically fairly quickly the um chemicals the latent image starts to fade exactly um is a problem for me i think um yeah. i've only shot a couple of rolls of it and one roll sat in the camera for, for two years and oh those pictures when they <laughs> came out they were something else um and yeah it's a, it's a film stock that you kind of need to shoot and then process pretty yeah. quick it's like it's it's not gonna be instant but you can't leave it in yeah like you say a camera for two years for right, right two years yeah, yeah. you know taking it around in your van to, in various heat conditions and stuff you know and then be like oh why are these <laughs> a bit it should be perfect <laughs> uh, i always remember when we went to visit ilford that was one of the one of the things i remember uh, michelle telling us like fairly early on like oh you should really do this and then i 
pretty sure I almost instantly went out and did the opposite of what she told me. Learned the parole. <laughs> oh no! Uh, it's fine. The pictures have a certain unique charm to them. If by charm I mean they've got almost like pixelated degrading going on, it's pretty spectacular. Um, it's interesting, Graham. I always think. Oh, sorry, Rach. Sorry, just saying they're uniquely Graham then in mm -hmm. that sense. Right. <laughs> I was saying that it just feels like um, FP4 is not as popular as it used to be. Mm. And I, I, you know, rediscovered it recently, but it's always HP5. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, I love that when that happens and then you go, oh, right. There's this yeah. other one right mm. here. So that's, that's funny because um, for like weddings and things, I always shoot a role of F, uh, FP4 like uh, especially at the beginning in terms of the prep and stuff when there's not right. when things aren't moving very fast um and you you've just got like a single window light or you've got some you know it's it can all be happening indoors you can still get enough of an image from like a single nice sort of like rembrandt light type idea right to for it to be worth shooting a roll of fp4 because the thing is with that you can then blow it up so so large and it still be very fine grain that it works really well i think um so i right. tend to really love using it for for weddings and things and then later in the evening if you're um you know shooting with then on fp4 uh, sorry hp5 sorry later in the evening and then you can push that obviously 1800 800 1600 etc so yeah i tend to to use it for that it's interesting isn't it do, do any does anybody else tend to use fp4 much or not so much no is it FP4? It, it, it is kind of like this falls between stools kind of film stock you don't yeah. i don't hear a lot of people talking about shooting with it it's interesting when i was learning photography as a kid mm -hmm. The two stocks I shot the most were Tri-X and Plus-X, which was sort of right. Kodak's version mm. of an FP4. It was 125 speed, smooth, black and white, exactly what you're talking about, Rachel. Mm. And Kodak discontinued Plus-X, I think in the 80s, because nobody was shooting it. I forgot Plus-X, my yeah. goodness. But every once in a while, I come across a roll of expired Plus-X in, you know, in a package on eBay, and it's great to shoot with. It's really fun, but I just think people either go for higher speed stuff or slower speed stuff, and that in-between team seems to fall out for some reason. I think I also wonder whether there's a bit of, because, I mean, I don't know whether you guys are the same, but when I think if I'm grabbing HP5, it's because I go, HP5 will cope with it. Whatever happens, HP5 <laughs> yeah. will cope with it. It is right. such a bomb-proof film stock. So there's that as your first choice. Um and then it's like, well, something else crazy. If I'm not shooting the bomb-proof one, I'll go and pick any other random thing. But yeah, I I think that I can see HP5 and FP4 just becoming the 100% staples for me. Um, yeah. Because I, I, have any of you guys shot or experienced much with the Delta range of films? Because those are the ones that I've really done nothing with. It's so funny. Really I'm starting to use them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. A, are you going to take thirty two hundred to New York with you? I'm going to get. Well, I'm going to land and go right to B and H and get uh, get film. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be it. I just don't want to fly yeah. with film anymore. I don't know why. I'm just sort of, you know, the hand check. Some people say yes. Some people say no. Some people. It depends on the person you get, and I'll just get it, it there. No and get, there. get a new if you're going to New York because there's plenty of places you can just buy yeah. it fresh, isn't there? Exactly. And you don't have to worry yeah. about all of that stuff. I my my most 
most of my experience in shooting delta which is not a huge amount apart from the 3200 is uh was in new york actually um and 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 the uh the pan f as well i've got some some photos in fact it's a couple of mark you won't be able to see them they're off camera on the wall behind me um shot uh pan f and with delta 100 i think um you know from new york in new york in the springtime lots of lovely sunshine you know yeah. it was um fantastic you know uh, and yeah just it, it, i got yeah some time timeless uh, sort of architectural photo you know, so it's sort of you know from the top of the rock looking downtown so you yeah you've got some tall buildings in front of you some sort there and yeah you, you, and you just have this sort of timeless cityscape right you know from, you know, from what is it 70 stories up the rockefeller i can't remember but yeah yeah uh that that sort of thing is just just amazing um yeah it's it just really gives you that timeless new york feel oh look oh, at that yeah. Yeah. Oh, Rachel, uh, that, uh, Rachel that's something you shot on 125 on FP4? This was actually on um, Pan F. This was in Italy. Oh, that's great. So very I just, pretty. I just thought I'd find them to show you. Um, sorry, I know this is very annoying for everybody as a listener. What she's holding up is so breathtakingly beautiful. <laughs> I wish you people could the see The fact that you can't is, see it. Is there, is, so there a, is there a term for an audio MacGuffin? <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey you know gabe you know you and i have not talked about this on the show but i'm curious about you do something that i never ever do which is color conversion to black and white yeah i never ever do that and you seem to do it pretty often like where you're shooting color how do you do it what do you use to do it do you use it's, presets how uh, does it, that work it's, it's such a trade secret i really can't talk about it okay it's thank very you. very important i'm sorry to um, even mention it. <laughs> it's so simple so I'm going to let you answer the question in just a second, Gabe. I just want to know that if the if the decision tree process for getting to black and white is the classic mantra, if it's shite, black and white. So, <laughs> that's a great trick. I'm going to absolutely. I'm going to absolutely. Oh my gosh! What I learned on this show. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's brilliant. Um, you watch next time. Um, so here's what I do. So now that I'm, if I don't have the monochrome with me, which is really spectacular, and and I've been told over and over again, stop converting and just shoot on the monochrome because it's you don't like a monochrome. Yeah, there. sorry, the like a monochrome. And uh, but often I'd have the other digital Leica, and I will shoot with it, and just I go to, you know, Lightroom, get rid of the saturation, and that's like pretty much it wow i mean i'm really not um brilliant in the lightroom <laughs> world i mean i do tiny tiny adjustments but yeah that's 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 what i do wow if it works it looks good. i just like it yeah listeners what's our, what's our email address graham for all the listener comments to that last bit that gabe said <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to note that down in the hr file yeah exactly right right, right make exactly. Note, that will bring you know, good grief another black mark this time to look <laughs> stay <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to uh, you'll have to also bring some of your color necks uh gabe and we'll we will print black and white from your color necks oh i'd love that be so exciting that would be good and th there you go then it'll be your analog version of yes. your converting right so fun 
I am going to, because we've got a few things we want to get to uh, this evening. So I'm going to segue us on talking about printing black and white from Colour Next. We'll talk about printing in general. I'm going to segue on to an event that happened uh, this weekend, just gone, which was Photo Print Day. We mentioned it was coming up before. This is the event that was organised by Jim Mortram, uh, basically as a photography community kind of giving back day. The idea was that people make their prints or their zines in case of some people on this call or whatever it might be available to people on Twitter or Instagram to um, buy as it were for a £10, $10, 10 euro donation um, you put it up on there like I said on Twitter or Instagram and say I've got this does anybody want it and hopefully somebody says yes I'd like this they make a donation to an agreed charity show you that and then you send them the thing and that's um, great it, it's a really great thing I <laughs> After saying, this is coming, this is coming, be aware, be aware. I then completely forgot because I was working all weekend. So um, <laughs> my uh, my path through this very quickly was on the end of Friday, which was the first day, I went, oh, God, it's photo print day. I completely forgot. Okay, I need to get on this. Um, I picked up my book with all of my prints in, flicked through that, went, I hate all of my prints. Went, okay, I need to make something fresh. So I went to the dark room, um, uh, to my dark shed. I, I haven't made any prints in my dark shed since... Um, April. Now, I've got my slot processor. My slot processor is fantastic because you can go in there, you can make prints today, you don't have to worry about pulling the chemicals away, go back tomorrow, chemicals are still great. Go back next week, the chemicals are still great. You know what, even go back next month, the chemicals are still great. Go back six months later, mm, <laughs> that's not so good. Um, uh, just an important thing to know that Stop Bath has organic stuff in it. <laughs> Ask me how I know. Oh. It's because of the all the mold mm. that was growing <laughs> in my store. So I spent Friday night scrubbing out my processor. <laughs> um, but I did get oh, in there and no. actually make a print on um, Saturday. And I did put that up there. I wasn't very pleased with it. It's not a very good print. I wish I'd taken a better picture. And I wish I'd developed it better and not scratched it so much. But I did. And a very kind gentleman um, made a £10 donation and took it off my hands, for which I'm truly grateful. I also... Um, donated and got a print uh i saw i when i was looking i think it was on friday or saturday um i was looking and i saw this amazing it's a digital picture um it's a stunning photograph by uh oh, let me see if i can bring up the guy's name um before, quickly because i did find it hang on one second one second one second because i want to just say who it's by uh, andrew warren who's at um at blue source it's this stunning um night landscape night urban landscape looking out over Porthcawl in south wales it's just a stunning picture really cool I was like oh i i love a bit of urban landscape so um so i got that so that was fantastic and just seeing so many people sharing amazing pictures and just the whole thing and like i said i know i wasn't the only one from this little show that got involved without my aid because i saw you putting your stuff up there yeah, yeah. So I offered uh, copies of my zine, Smithereens, which uh, which I made earlier this year. And uh, a very nice chap who I, we know quite well, who goes by the name of Billy, um, <laughs> made a donation to a, a charity in the USA. And I went to the post office yesterday and shipped Billy his copy of the Smithereens zine. So thank you very much, Billy. Yeah. So nice. Um, I shared a couple of um, screenshots, actually, for Morag as well in our um sony 16 chat because she was talking about um having gone through um one of the like um shitty camera challenge uh kind of like 
um, sort of projects as well and that they picked up a, uh, a Polaroid camera for like £12.50. Um, it was one of the really basic plastic 1990s like versions kind of thing. And then they'd gone through some packs of film, they'd used their window um, as like diffused light and things like that, ended up um, doing some emulsion lifts, I think, from their Polaroids and things, and then entered photo print day um, with this three day charity kind of like fundraising event and also did that and then offered, they offered 10 prints in total, they said, and a few emulsion lifts, some triptychs, and that they managed to, you know, sell over two hundred pounds worth in in terms of that, which is brilliant. Oh, wow. Went towards the cool. the charity, um, and yeah. So they were just saying how it was a lovely way of going from this sort of like daft Twitter story um, to a twelve pound fifty camera to them raising over two hundred pounds for charity, and it was just yeah. like how how these lovely little like projects make such a difference to you know our creative journey as well oh, um, yeah. having that like obviously very lovely output i think it's really important that as photographers you get a chance to do that kind of thing as well or as creatives you know something you might not yeah. normally have done if if you didn't know it was happening or or what have you so yeah i'm really i'm really glad to hear that both of you two had a chance to try that that's ace Good. I think they raised. I think you know, getting the total exactly is difficult, but I think over ten thousand pounds. So I think that was really oh, good wow. you know, for, the, for this first one, and I'm sure it's going to be done again. And just I think the more people know. Um, obviously, I mean, I'm guessing you guys weren't aware, didn't get involved this time. But would you get involved with this next time? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That sounds great. I mean, particularly because it would be a spur to printing stuff like that's mm -hmm. part of the fun is yeah. to like make a physical print it would definitely kick me in the ass and get me to do that so yeah definitely yeah do you I know mean, i think i think the number has got to be way higher than the published number going because you know i know certainly for me you know there was nothing that got posted on open social media about how much the donation was and things mm -hmm. like that and i suspect mm -hmm. a lot of people would do this you know in a quiet way right mm -hmm. um um having made the contact through social media because that's the platform you know i suspect a lot of the transactions will be done in a quieter place and i would imagine that the actual number is is higher than what gets reported so i think that's that's you know even better right yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely and yeah just to, to jess point you're so right it was it was great. I got in the darkroom for the first time since April. Mm. I got my my print processor is now all scrubbed and clean. And has got all fresh yeah. chemicals in there. So now I'm like I can just go back in there. Whenever. You have and, to go in. You, yeah, you must go back. And it's it's no it, it's no longer fifty degrees Celsius in your shed either. No, no, it's now going to almost instantly plummet down to minus five instead. So I mean, <laughs> oh, so, instead of peeling fungus off my chemicals, I'll be chipping ice off it. But you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, it was great. So that was fantastic and. Um, Huge congratulations and, and just well done to everybody who got involved, mm -hmm. who spread the word, whether you traded a print or bought a print or whatever it was that you did, donated, just great. And um, hats off to Jim for uh, an amazing event. And uh, I sincerely hope that this becomes a, a regular thing because it's just it's just fun. It was just fun seeing it going mm -hmm. on. Really an all-round positive thing. Um, Rach, do you want to talk about your mm -hmm. thing next? Sure, it's, it's quite a nice way of like kind of getting into that as well, actually, because like you were saying, Graham, it's the first time you've been back in the dark room and doing you know that kind of creative stuff for a while, and and I think 
um, kind of with what I'm going to talk about now, it's it's something that's been bubbling around in my head for obviously, uh, I say obviously, not obviously, obviously to me, <laughs> but maybe <laughs> people, um, for ooh, probably about four or five years now. Um, I've been running Little Vintage Photography uh, as my full-time business for eight years um, now, which seems mad to think about it like that. But um, yeah, probably for the last sort of four years or so, I've been thinking about how do I um, take uh, partly of what part of what I do, the education side of things, and try and help other people become more confident with what they're doing. So obviously I run workshops and um, the education side of things is what's part of what I'm really passionate about in terms of sharing those sort of like skills and um, just sharing that curiosity with lots of people. And what I found is that a lot of people get into analog photography and then uh, you know it's that whole rabbit hole isn't it you, you disappear down various different routes with it which is just wonderful but it can also be quite overwhelming um when you suddenly realize there's this whole extra world of like oh, options yeah. and things um and as photographers i think we're also um potentially a bit of like oh oh there's a rabbit squirrel you know kind of like <laughs> one side oh this, this is happening and then oh i want to explore this aspect of it and some, sometimes it can get all get a little bit too much going on at once so i thought what would be really useful would be to create something that would become a kind of like darkroom companion almost which i've just realized i realized that might sound a bit dodgy and i didn't mean it in a dodgy way I <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so the idea is to have a uh, like a workbook really that would keep you kind of on track, that would help to um, boost your confidence and to um, give you a way of kind of reflecting on what you've done, um, going through what you've learned, and kind of like continuing your photographic journey um, to help kind of like make that happen. Because as a creative person, as somebody who does this myself, I find it very difficult to stay on track with stuff. Um, my Sunny 16 co-host will probably attest to this. Um, but it was the sort of thing that I thought I would really appreciate this if it existed. Um, and coincidentally, I was about to mention it to the team um, when uh, Aid was like, look what I've been doing this week. And he was talking about his journal, which was just fantastic. So I was like, oh, I really want to talk about this in a, obviously a future episode because I didn't want to take over from what Aid was discussing in uh, in in that uh, episode but it was just funny how like these things kind of all come around in one go um so what i'm kind of coming around to saying is uh as part of um what i'm going to be doing at the photography show it's going to be launching um pre-orders for the workbook that i'm creating which is the film and darkroom the ultimate film and darkroom workbook um the idea being that it will be split up into some sections that you can work through them you can dip in and out um but it hopefully it will be become a kind of like archive and a way of like looking back at your work and how far you've come over the years you know oh, that's that great kind of so um just to kind of like break it down i haven't got all the particulars and things yet and obviously i'm really interested in hearing from everybody who's listening and obviously i dream of cameras uh, listeners as well you know things that people would like to see in it but uh, as a kind of like starting point what i'm thinking of looking at is these sort of like five second sections would be to introduce you know this is exactly how to use the ultimate film photography and darkroom workbook to get the best results then we'd be looking at things like ideas goals and plans so um what is it that you love about your analog photography work what is it 
that you would still like to see more of let's get it all written down and then you can make it happen because if you actually got it written in front of you you know it's an easier way to kind of refer back to it oh absolutely um, and then thinking about going that step further a little bit like what aid was doing in terms of journaling so rather than storing all those ideas in your head it's getting them down building the archive and then tracking your progress as well to see how you're getting on with that um but without judgment you know without being hard on yourself it's just kind of like a way to keep it all in one place really um and then section four would be a, a kind of like darkroom logbook itself so you'd have all the things um to do with keeping your settings in one place so um in in order to become a bit more a bit more confident i always think it's worth seeing some examples and it's worth having um that kind of like um your your kind of like hit list written down so that you can kind of refer back to it yeah, each, yeah. Constant each time you do it it's practice makes perfect it makes you a bit more consistent uh, as well and it means that once you've got that consistency and that confidence you can then start to experiment a bit more because you're not worrying about your basic settings um so there'll be like a kind of logbook section of it as well and then finally a kind of place to review and reflect as well because you want to make these things you want to create these things um but then you also it, you know you want to look back at that so that you can learn from it and put into action stuff that you have done so that you can kind of grow with what you're doing um as you go forward so that's the kind of like general idea um and like i say it'd be really good to get people's thoughts on it um i'm hoping to um launch sort of like open up pre-orders from the photography show um because that seems like a, a really good place to um sort of like do that um which will be happening in a, a week or two's time um so i do actually have a wait list form on my website if you go to littlevintagephotography.co.uk um you can find the wait list there and you can sign up for that so i can keep you um keep you oh, that's great basically um but yeah, um, as as I've got a kind of little focus group in front of me, your lovely smiley face. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts? Any any kind of like feedback? Any ideas? Any any thoughts on that? I I think it's brilliant, Rach. Um, so <laughs> I think there's there's loads. I mean, clearly, there's a whole bunch of stuff in what you've just said. But some of the things mm -hmm. that that I'm finding, yeah, that with, with my own thing that I'm doing, but I think could be even better with what you're proposing, which is all structured and 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 thought through and, and a bit more end to end, right? Is it's the, the development of ideas over time, the development uh, of memory, the, the ability to to flick back through it. I think a, a, an analog way of doing that mm. is really powerful because you can just flick through it. You know, you can treat it like a magazine if you want to, mm. and just flick through it for inspiration, which is which is so hard to do with with managing information like that in a digital way. Um, yeah. So I think I think that's a yeah that that would be really good and really useful. Um, uh, it, I think it's uh, there's just there's just so much in what you said. Uh, it's mm. uh, yeah, uh, the 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 act of writing it down can be enjoyable. The idea of not putting pressure on yourself, which is a really strong idea. I think I'm really glad that you said that because it's not about for me at least it's not about perfection it's mm -hmm. about ideas and just random thoughts and my brain jumps all over the place yeah. and i just i'll just write it down then. it doesn't matter right i'll write it yeah. down i'll come back and i'll read it later and if it makes sense to me later that's great if it doesn't well you know yeah. it made sense at the time 
and and i think yeah. you know but but over time those things will join up those dots will join up won't they and it'll spark yeah. there's a movie right and i can't remember what the movie's called but there's it's part part of it is a sort of legal procedural movie and and there's at one quick point there's this conflict about who had an idea for for their client to invest some money and it's and it panned back to the idea that some 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 character had seen somebody reading a newspaper on a chat on a train and seen them turn over the page and two pictures aligned momentarily and that gave them the idea for the thing and that was how that that was how they proved that it was their idea to right. do the thing and not another but, uh, and and that sort of serendipity of having those things and flicking through stuff in 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 the real world things that aren't necessarily joined up or logically connected mm. that can be such a powerful thing yeah i think because when we were talking as well about your journaling and, and that you kind of got into that and then off i was gonna say off camera but obviously we weren't filming this um but after we'd stopped recording i i i think i got out i was like look i've got this whole drawer of all my you know past kind of like journals and notebooks and various things and and i remember looking at your face aid and you were like oh my god you know is this what it's going to be like and i was like no but the good thing about this is because i think it started to worry you in terms of overwhelm at that point and i was like no but the good thing about this is that it all got written down i put it away and then you know literally i don't know six years later i can dip back into that drawer and go huh okay so this little test that i did is it still viable you know is it still there does it yeah, yeah. off yeah. another memory and actually um the uh, that particular example i then moved from that to go in it was the inspiration behind creating one of my kits you know so from six years previously it got me to the point of going to the photography show what like four years ago five years ago um when i did the um original first cyanotype prints and put them in cards and gave them to people who were there on the photo walk and that was you know kind of like that the route through from that original little seed of an idea to then there being something that came out the end of it and that, that's not always the case you don't always have to have an end point and i think it's more about having a space for that to be there with the potential that it could have something happen in the future or it might just sit there as a as an idea as a, a moment in time of what was inspiring you at that point so right. in terms of confidence i think that's kind of what i'm trying to help people with is because it yeah a lot of the time that's what people have come to me and said i'm just i'm not quite sure where to start or how to take that next step and it's like well actually you've probably already done the work that would lead to that in some way so thank you very much Aid. that's really helpful to have that have that feedback as well um <clears throat> anybody, anybody else <laughs> go for it <laughs> i think I that the oh, oh no ahead, Gabe, you no okay <laughs> i was just gonna all say right, right. that you know go you're on no 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 you're talking this happens all, right. all the time, oh, this, all the time. this is getting brought up in the <laughs> in review later I'm this is you. really this is our yeah. this is our show this is actually what most of our show is we so just Gabe, get rid of on. it you okay, edited so show. what i was saying is that I, we don't edit um so a lot of times i mean if you go to the basics there's so many things to this that are awesome right but if you go to the basics of going of someone who isn't going into the dark room as often and really is worried about consistency, it's almost like a confidence that you want, you go in there and go, oh my gosh, I, not only can I not remember, I don't remember that produce something, you know, how I produce something that I actually liked. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that 
oh my gosh, if you have everything there and can go back to it and go, that's exactly what I did. Now I can work from that. Mm. I think that's great. Because I there's just long stretches of time I don't go into, you know, the darkroom. Mm. I just don't. And yeah. I would love to remember what I did. It could be quite a seasonal thing, I think, as well. I don't know if this is the case over in, in America, but in terms of like the weather and things, you know, whether you want to be yeah. spending hours in the dark shed, shall we say, or, you know, at a particular time of year, or if you're in the middle of the summer and you want to be out shooting more rather than printing and that kind of thing. And the, so there can be weeks or months in between. Um, right. And trying to remember what you did at that point can be can be tough. So I was like, this would be cool. You basically, you know, you fill it up, either it'll be, over the course of um you know a year you know like as in it would be week one week two week three etc um mm -hmm. but then you could you know go into your next volume once you've finished that volume you know that kind of thing and, and start to create this sort of library right. really of, of your work as you go through um one thing that i'm i'm kind of like contemplating is whether to try and include um some kind of like archival parts of it as well but i think maybe maybe that's a future one to to think about it's like a bolt-on um, or an accessory you yeah, can buy exactly. yeah that's... um because i was looking at how to make that work and actually in terms of trying to uh, you know get a uh, get a binder with you know your negative sleeves in and all the rest of it that's like an extra kind of like side thing and people might have their own way of doing that so i will maybe look at exploring that later on i that, think that sounds like the little vintage yeah. photography system right yes. it has multiple <laughs> products in it I love it. increasing levels of quality yeah. And, and, yeah. and yeah yeah an archival nature yes exactly because that that's something that then you could add into as you kind of go but for this kind of like it's sort of like first product what i wanted was to, for it to be kind of this sort of thing right so you've got that there ready it's open it's like a flat lay so you can write into it you can you know actually make your notes there and then and, and what have you and then it would sit alongside your you know ring binders of your negatives or what have you as well so that's right. kind of the idea with it um but it's again really interesting to know whether that appeals to people or whether they'd like it to all be in one thing or you know it, i think it's that that's something i might have a, a picture of. apart from the fact that i now have at the back of my mind an image of you as, as meryl streep right in the devil wears prada right because <laughs> it's the book right <laughs> yeah it's, it's a strong powerful character right not immediately likable but you are which, which way, of course you are but so so um interesting so you held up the book there so for for, for listeners that's a sort of a a four sized yeah. um ring bound yeah. folder very nice looking uh it's about what an inch and a half thick yeah um that's so uh that that's that looks like a, a brilliant you know a brilliant format uh, and and you've got lots of room to play right there so the the the, the general format i'm using is, is far smaller than that it's about a quarter mm. of that size and it's definitely supposed to just sort of slip in a bag or or, or, or travel with so yeah. i i yeah i think there's you know i think the the, the format you've got there appeals to me mm. and, and i think would appeal to others because it's exactly it's exactly how you described it it's a thing that can be part of your 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 work yeah um yeah you know, and and uh, so perhaps your back at base work whatever base means Absolutely. to you as uh, as yeah. a as a creator a photographer artist yeah. um uh, and not not perhaps your 
travel like it'd fit in the back pocket of your jeep no no well the thing is you've got things like the photo memo book you know for going out yeah yeah. you know that Mm. that was my thinking um surprisingly i had thought about this um but i was like that would go into your bag to take out you know and then you could bring that back and either transfer that information into this like i say it would be a kind of darkroom companion kind of thing or or your you could feed the little notebook to your big one to eat for its breakfast exactly. <laughs> it keeps it sustained <laughs> there you know it's uh um, nom, 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 nom. um but yeah that's that would be the idea that it's kind of like those sort of like smaller little journals are for quick note taking when you're out and about and then yeah you can it's all almost a, a form of editing isn't it or a, a form of going oh, processing that idea by writing it down again in a separate, you know. I, I, I really like that because the, the, you know, the, it's often it's processing something the second yeah. time or it's the, the synthesis mm-hmm. point where you're bringing something new into a collection of something that already exists, yeah, yeah. And, and joining it all together. That's often where the dots get joined, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you might have you know very tangible ideas or crazy off the wall ideas or whatever kind of ideas you jot down as you go but sometimes you need to you need to revisit those things to to really join the dots and get that flash of inspiration so i think as a two-step process that sounds really clever thanks um jeff i think you were waiting patiently to tell rachel that you think it's a terrible idea (laughs) (laughs) uh Far from it. No, I, I I love this, Rachel. And just, I, you know, I want to say, first of all, that speaking as someone who has had the benefit of Rachel as a teacher, I think this is just such a beautiful extension of your enthusiasm and passion and also how good you are at communicating that enthusiasm and passion to the people that you work with. And so the first thing I would say is I really hope that however it is you choose to design this, roll this out, that it is really infused with your personality. You know, I think the more specific it is to kind of how supportive and affirmative you are, you know, I I felt like, you know, in the day that we spent working together, like there was no such thing as failure, that it was only like an opportunity for learning more, you know? So I think in the in the design, sort of the ethos of this thing, I just want it to be really racially, you know? And... <laughs> I just think the more it's got that, you know, uh, there's a version of this that's really dry, you know, mm-hmm. and I I think of this in terms of like even like the books that I see that are analogous to this that are about writing. You know, okay. there are books with writing prompts in them that get you really excited to go out and try free writing on a particular subject for mm-hmm. an hour or something. Mm-hmm. And then there are books that have very cold exercises and there's and it's very rigorous and it's very and i just think you know just the more this can be the sense of fun and exploration that you bring to your work the better you know there was a book that i had when i was a kid when i was learning to play chess uh, called bobby fisher teaches chess and i don't know how much fisher himself had to do with designing this thing but the book was so brilliantly designed because each page was a chess problem and it started with the simplest thing. Like I'm going to tell you how to move the pieces. And then once you learn to move the pieces, well, how can you use them in combination? And then how to various, you know, early game, mid game and end game, how would they unfold? And each page, as you turn it, there's a challenge and a solution. And without even realizing you're starting to take on knowledge as you flip through the thing. And so I love the idea that this is progressive Mm -hmm. in the way that you're talking about. It starts with very simple ideas and it kind of walks you through a process so that by the time you've completed this, it's been like a photography course. Yeah. You know, 
That's and really anyway, those, those are my thoughts, but just make it as Rachel-y as possible. I can't stress that enough. Like <laughs> your so whole, your, the joy you bring to the work <laughs> you do. I think like the more that comes across, even in the design of it, the yeah. better. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's really lovely. And and very valuable feedback as well. And um, again, listeners won't be able to tell, but I, can you see I've gone very, very pink here with everything oh. things so, so far? Um, uh, but yeah, so here's Graham to bring me back down to earth. Uh, anything? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm with Jeff. I just want a moist book about chess written in your blood. I think that's what we all want. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it's gonna be great. I, I um, as as someone who does, uh, um, as I talked about mere minutes ago, uh, is a little bit sporadic in when I get around to doing things, especially darkroom stuff. But even with my photography stuff, um, uh, it's great to have something you can just pick up and go. Oh, how do I do this again? <laughs> or what am I going to do again? I I walk in there. So to briefly talk about my printing, very briefly, um, I walked in there going, I need to make a print, which is great. But what helps with making a print you care about is having some sort of idea about what you want to achieve. And I didn't because I hadn't got any ideas written down. I hadn't, so I just threw some stuff at the wall until I'd reached the point of maximum disappointment and then went, okay, I'm done for the night. <laughs> Good day. Um, so for, for all the reasons that have been previously discussed, I think having something physical there that you can refer back to both for personal inspiration and for reminding yourself how to do stuff um when when your brain is just going i'm sure i used to know how to do this i think it'd be great and um yeah i i it's a useful thing it's a thing that will be beneficial to anybody who is seeking to get better at what they're doing ultimately it doesn't matter what level you're at this kind of thoughtful approach to your creativity I mean, you you already mentioned Jeff about the fact that there are you know, writing books on this. I'm sure there are for, for many things. It doesn't matter what the thing is. If you try to approach it in a thoughtful manner, you're going to make better progress and make better mm. better art work, whatever you want to call it. I actually um, I did put a little sort of like subheading uh, under the ultimate film and darkroom workbook: uh, shoot, process, and print better. Like mm. just. You know, like the idea that we're doing this anyway, it would be nice if we were able to kind of do it better or with a little bit more yeah, confidence. Like that. Or, you know, it's um, it's along the lines of good enough parenting, which uh, is something that I've recently uh, heard about. <laughs> um, <laughs> I subscribe to good enough parenting. Right. So, uh, I sorry, sorry, sorry. I aspire to good enough. Parenting. Sorry, <laughs> got that one wrong. Yep. Um, when you know you, you're beating yourself up about, oh my word, you know, like I, I have no clue what I'm doing here, um, and then speaking to people and then introducing that that idea and that concept of, is it good enough parenting? It's good enough. Then you know, like they basically survived, and we're we're all good. And you're probably putting in a lot more than you than you think you are. Um, so we're at a good enough point. And a bit like what Graham was saying, throw enough stuff at the wall, uh, you know, as babies are want to do as well. <laughs> throw enough babies at the wall. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, thanks very much. And um, like I mentioned at the beginning of this, sorry, I know I've gone on for a little while, but if um, listeners do have a um, any you know thoughts ideas feedback um please let me know um you can find me um littlevintagephotography.co.uk um and if you click on the waitlist you can sign up to that uh, if it's of interest to you um but you can also um go through my contact form send me a little email on that or get in touch on social media so you can find me little vintage photography um on instagram 
And on Twitter, I am Little Vintage. No, sorry. On Twitter, I am Vintage Photo Co. Because the one was gone. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, if you want to get in touch, or obviously email in to uh, sunny16podcast at gmail.com because that's where we live as well as a team. Yeah. And don't forget <laughs> the opportunity to queue around the block uh, at the photography show to talk to Rachel. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That's also, something we were meant to talk about, isn't it? Or that we will go on to talk about. So, um, shall I mention that quickly? What? Let's save it to the end. We'll just do all photography show oh. stuff at the end so people remember okay. then. Um, yeah. Hey, did you want to talk about your, your photo book? I mean, it's Rachel's doing the ultimate one, so yours is whatever <laughs> sub, sub that so, is. So, my, my, my sub ultimate, ultimate photo book. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to it. Then. There we go. Oh, right. it sounds real. Oh, it. Oh, it is very real. All I was just going to say, no, this was just a bit of fun. So it takes takes the um, takes takes the whole subject just to a, a very specific thing. I've just recently been on a, a holiday to the Scottish Highlands, and and I've been. You know, I took a one of the the journaling insults and decided to make a a, a book of, of that. Uh, of that trip so i took a little portable printer with me and i printed out little credit card size things and you know just made fun stuff in a photo album and you know and wrote some stuff as well so we got a bit of a story of what we did uh, and just tried to play with it it's re it was really interesting the only thing i'll say about it is is just i tried to make it light so i've got about four pages of the the one afternoon i spent teaching my children to play table tennis right because they'd never really played properly so <laughs> I, I taught them a basic backhand grip and they went wow that's amazing and then all of a sudden we were having proper rallies which we'd never done before so that's yeah and i just thought do you know what i'll take <laughs> some photos of that and i'll make that a big thing right because that was a that was a fun event i really meant something to me and and because photo albums don't necessarily need to be just about oh i saw this statue and then i saw this mountain and then i saw this funny shaped tree yeah, it, it, it can be about the, the human events and stuff like that, I think. The and, and even something is what to, I mean, you know, a, a moment like that isn't going to mean anything to anybody that wasn't the three of us that were there, right? But it means something to me and I can look back at that in the future and I've got a few words and I've got some photographs of, of us playing table tennis and uh, it's it's all good. It's all good. Sounds awesome. To have to come away from just a week away and actually have something that you made in that time i think it's fantastic yeah it means shame i mean we were we were talking um briefly before uh, about you know what you jeff and gabe your shooting stuff and, and what you're going to do with that and i know gabe that you've got things that are kind of bubbling but because of the nature of who you're shooting and what you're shooting it's never quite as straightforward but um no. but making stuff and putting it out there in whatever format it is is um and it's a good thing we're all waiting with bated breath jeff for your your um uh book of you know expan work i'm thinking right. about it i am thinking about yeah. it i actually was reading an excellent book called stretch by a photographer named nick mears which is all about panoramic photography yeah. i highly recommend it. it's a really good book and of course it's you know, panoramic format book. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking, this is a really good medium for image delivery. And like, maybe, yeah, I'm thinking along those lines. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. I definitely have a connection with this instrument that makes me want to make mm -hmm. a project yeah. out yeah. of it, mm -hmm. which I haven't had in some time. So yeah. Good. That's awesome. We'll look forward to that. that. That and writing. So you could do that and bring all of your skills to bear in one place. Ta -da. We'll see. 
<laughs> limerick to go with every photo limerick right That's right, right. But there is, I mean, that is interesting, though, isn't it? Like that whole idea of photos and words. And our friend John, obviously, you know, he he'd been exploring a lot of that um, uh, in terms of adding words to his photography as well, and like in terms that, yeah. of the zines and, and the books that he was creating. And and it was a whole aspect of John's work that I didn't really know that he was working on, you know, uh, until until later on. And um and the the lovely stuff that he that he wrote really powerful really uh, touching really funny really kind of like thoughtful um added an extra aspect to his work as well and to what he created i think so like to have to have that sometimes alongside yes okay picture says thousand words blah 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 but you can make up those words to go with it to add extra context, to add extra color, you know, to to absolutely, give, you know, mem remember something that was happening at that time a bit, like what Ada's done with with that little moment, yeah. you know, um, and that's that's what it should all be about for me, anyway. That's yeah. how I feel about it. I uh, I we've mentioned this film on the podcast briefly, the film La Jetée, which was made by Chris Marker, which is all still photographs with narration. Mm. And the entire film, the movie 12 Monkeys was loosely based on this film, by the way. It's about time travel. It's about like life after a plague. It's a very evocative movie. And it's all black and white stills taken with a Pentax Spotmatic and then narration. And there's actually a book of La Jetée you can get, which is very much what you're talking about, Rachel. It's pictures and then Chris Marker's narrative, the voiceover narration from the film. And it is like a paper movie. And for many years, I have been thinking about something along those lines, something where the writing and the images exist either in harmony or in counterpoint. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I think that's like, I, I love that sort of thing. John Baldessari does some of that in his work, the photographer and artist. I think it's something really interesting to think about, you know, as you'd look to kind of expand beyond the frame and think about mm -hmm. other ways to use photography as a creative medium. That's really cool stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it'd be good. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I've not seen La Jete, but um, it sounds good. Oh, it's great. Sounds yeah, good. yeah, really good. And if you do something... I have seen 12 Monkeys. How do you spell a strange yeah. film? But good. It's La Jete, J-E-T-E-E. -E. It's the French word for the gate, like the gate at a uh, at an airport. And oh. if you remember 12 Monkeys, there's a pivotal scene in 12 oh. Monkeys that takes place at an airport that's very much drawn from La Jete. Oh. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Very cool film. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. Yeah, you can watch it for free on YouTube. Every day's a learning day. Excellent. There you oh go. Um, I feel as time is moving on, because uh, this has all been great, but there is actually a serious reason. Well, not say serious, but mm. an important reason for us being here, because um, it's it actually, you know, we're, we're coming up towards you guys having been podcasting episode 40 is your next episode which is going to be out i believe at some point in the next six calendar months judging by your current tardiness <laughs> ah, and, we're, waiting. we're waiting yeah and um just coming and obviously as with all of, all of the employees of the sunny 16 network um we're working towards continuous improvement so we felt uh aid right for myself that it was probably time to bring you in for um you know the the appraisal um you know the look at how yeah. things have gone the, the however many 18 month review of of how i dream of cameras has been doing um uh, i i mean great uh it's you our know, we, report card 
we've we've got some well, notes. Well, let's start, let's start off with this. How do you think you've done? Mm, good question. Oh no, 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 no. We need we need the criticism now. <laughs> <laughs> so I think. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll I'll start right. And yeah, I have truly, truly, and genuinely, I have thoroughly enjoyed listening to "I Dream of Cameras." Um, and I don't even like cameras. <laughs> 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 as you know i'm not i'm not a camera collector and in fact i've probably sold more cameras in the last few years than i've bought uh although i do i do have a, I don't tell anybody but i do have a feeling that that phase might may be ending and i'm only be getting to more swinging back more into a, a phase of accumulation but don't tell anybody uh they'll take all my money and sell me cameras and um, the so uh, I, I yeah but the the energy and the enthusiasm uh that you bring to it um it, it's been delightful uh i have to say and has uh you know and you know it's it's been really interesting to see to, to see it grow i mean i remember listening to the first 10 or so episodes and thinking they're gonna run out of brands soon because <laughs> you, <just, laughs> you do i don't know whether it was yeah whether, whether it felt like that to you but to me it felt like yeah it, okay you were doing what a different brand each time and i was like, yes oh, we did um okay so so i know that there are some obscure ones that i don't know about <laughs> it's like how, how, how long can this go and but, but of course yeah, uh, you 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 very quickly got into your stride and and uh, turned it into yeah the, the show that we're all enjoying you know some time later. Um, the 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 only you know continuous improvement point I might offer on the enthusiasm front, and um, I do recall one show uh, which I think was recorded um, across several time zones. Uh, Gabe, I think you may have been at home. Jeff, you were in Atlanta, I think. Yes. Yes, this was a few weeks ago, yes. Now, I have to say, um, I came off listening to that show thinking, I want some of what Jeff's had. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering, wondering, how did you get all that Hollywood party powder through the the TSA to Atlanta so that you could sit there and binging something or other in your hotel room in Atlanta? (laughs) Your your enthusiasm was off the scale. It totally was. That's uh so yes. I don't so. use drugs or alcohol, so I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that and ask myself why in the world you I'm a little a much machine. under normal circumstances. <laughs> I always say I right. don't drink coffee because I always say people who recommend that I drink coffee are for people who find my default personality insufficiently intense. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so I, don't I have know, to- man. So, so this is this is no, this is clear, clearly all in jest. Although it did happen to me once as well. I remember it oh. was at a photography show, and we we were in Birmingham, and I had been running around all day. Literally, I had like a whole day to do the whole show floor and meet loads of people, and and you know gather enough information to report for my other podcast, the Future of Photography, as well. Um, and I and we recorded an episode at the end of the day that day. Uh, and I I think I was speaking at a million miles an hour, and everybody remarked that we got quite a lot of listener feedback. It's like, what were you on, eh? What were you doing? Like, what were you doing that day? And then I, I was like, I felt fairly normal, and I went back and listened to it. It's like, oh, um, yeah, oh, funny. I do often say that I'm proud of the fact that you cannot listen to our podcast at anything more than one X. Like if you are accustomed <laughs> to turning your podcast up to one and a quarter or one and a half, you cannot do that with our show. <laughs> I think that would probably be too exciting. 
Yeah, way yeah. too much. Exactly. Way you wouldn't be much. able to drive unless it'd be dangerous right. to drive. You'd have to pull yeah. over the car. Yeah. <laughs> pull your cars over right now. Yes, I, and maybe this is one of the the hazards of editing a podcast is that you don't have. Yeah, you may you maybe lose some of that natural cadence. <laughs> I definitely don't like that cadence. <laughs> anyway, right. anyway, so so that no, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So that, that, there we go. That that's my initial piece. Thank you, well, I, thank you. Well, we appreciate well, that. Yes. Right. Do you have anything you'd like to bring up with these gentlemen? I love that they're very coordinated. I was yes. just looking at you now. The, oh, I know. Actually, we're whenever this we never go happens. Out, we... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Usually um, happen, but yeah. Do I? Uh, I think. I guess it's it's more just to say like I love I love the chemistry that you guys have right like that has always been so apparent and I find it interesting that um Sunny 16 started from uh these two uh uh having a kind of like uh, this lovely connection over photography through a, via a forum I think it was originally and then mm, ended up yeah. going on a little date together and went to a <laughs> Uh, went to an exhibition in somebody's back garden and 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 hence uh, you know this lovely uh friendship relationship was born and it became a podcast and it feels like this has been something quite similar for you for you two very much so yeah really lovely so um yeah it's it, it, like seeing i don't know like seeing those kinds of friendships exist i think is just really beautiful and really sweet and it's something that i think we need more of in the world like when we think about you know losing our friend john and things like it's it's conversations that we've had i think specifically graham you and i have, have talked about this you know and about um how important those um those friendships and those relationships are especially you know as as you get older right as well like how that they don't it's not like being in the school playground and you can just you know be mates with anybody kind of thing and um the life takes over all of these kind of other things pile on and you can lose a bit of a sense of who you are and what you love about this particular you know thing so i i would say that it's been lovely to hear that very clear uh, connection that you two have and that chemistry and uh, it's a lovely reflection of what graham and age put brought to sunny 16 making it in the first place um i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh i wasn't expecting quite so much positivity from my two co-hosts yeah but, nor, nor but, was um, i but that's something that we'll bring up in their performance it's a false reviews, sense of security graham yeah this was just trying to ease into what you're going to destroy yeah, yeah. um you know there's something called the shit sandwich i don't yeah, know if anybody's right. that. <laughs> um i think the first point that we need to address uh is the accents uh jeff this is pretty much aimed purely at you because aid you're cause you're Gabe... welcome you're welcome so, um, i mean i i accept the compliment i mean you said you were going to pull back on the compliments Obviously, the accent work is extraordinary. I hear you. Thank you. So, I, it, could you give me your justification, please, for the accents you feel the need to trot out on the podcast? Who were they for exactly? I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm doing that. Okay. Well, let's do a little I, I, test. Then, then that's fine. Let's do a little <laughs> test. What I'd like you to do is, um, could you do a Scottish accent for me, please, Jeff? Oh no, no, no! Why, why are you doing this to me? Uh, I didn't I'm know horrible. there was going to be. I, I, I was told there would be no math. Wait, come on! Uh, let's, let's hear your Scottish accent. Will you be having a wee bit of spruce there, lassie? Uh, okay. 
Do you know what? When I was on when I was on holiday in Scotland last night, uh, last night, last week, yes. yeah, many many people with... spoke like that, especially yeah. especially Ted Danson in the movie <laughs> Loch Ness. <laughs> Let's, really... let's let's be Can fair. You pick on Gabe for a minute. Let's Gabe be fair. Let's hear, let's hear another one of the ones you've trotted <laughs> out. Let's so hear many. your Australian no, no. accent, please. Jeff. I don't. No, no, I didn't. Do, no, I didn't do an Australian I, accent. You, you, de- you definitely did. I mean, let me te- let me help you. Um, out. It sounds exactly the same as your Scottish one and your Irish one and all other nationalities. <laughs> now, I don't want to use the word okay. voice crimes, but um, you know, <laughs> in an international court of law, I think you could be prosecuted. So there's that. <laughs> There's no question. There's no question. We have we have a regular listener whose name is Martin McPherson. And I I don't even know if he's from the UK, but when, whenever we come across his name, I have to put a little salt on it. Martin <laughs> McPherson. So, I mean, you're right. That probably sounds a great deal like the Scottish accent that I just did. No, right? it, what it sounds like is um a hate crime, I think is what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It sounds... Listen. We we gave your Hugh Laurie employment for twelve years oh, doing am, an American accent. Okay, believe me, so I'm just well aware. Sinead is currently watching all, right. all of that. All those actors on Succession, all those actors on Succession who are taking jobs from Americans. Yeah, uh, there is a difference, though, isn't there, Jeff? That you that you can't do any accents, <laughs> and even your American absolutely... accent isn't terribly convincing. No, um, no, it's terrible. Now you have to you keep in mind. I am from Georgia. This isn't even my real accent. <laughs> can, we, can we hear your real accent? My real accent is like this, y'all. This is how I would talk. If you left me alone, I'd be talking like this. This is all a put on. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. So, uh, You've opened a can of words, uh, worms there, Graham. I think we need to move on and offer Gabe some feedback. Yeah, okay. okay no, no, so, I take, listen, I take it very seriously. Thank you. I don't believe you. Um, Gabe, now, it was quite some time ago, uh, even though you have talked multiple times about bringing a return visit, but Marie Nikondo, an iconic episode in the I Dream of Cameras canon, during which so many cameras were discussed that you just did not need. Um, how have you progressed with releasing all of those cameras into the wild? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. What did you say? I think you could. <laughs> I think you could, Gabe. Uh... Um, okay, so here's the deal. Okay, mm-hmm. I did sell two cameras. Jeff was there to experience that. I sold two Bronicas to a, <laughs> to a camera store where I told them, this is how nervous I am to sell anything. Because I, I said, look, this is, and I sold it for exactly what I bought it for. I just, I was so excited that I was selling something. Yeah, I didn't, I just, I was so excited that I was actually selling something. And then, um, and then I decided that what I have to do is in order to get the R5, I have to sell the same amount it can't be any fresh cash. We've got to work on it. That's that's just going to be the deal. So I started off the plan, and I brought my cameras to visit my friend Owen Mackin, who is shooting in Australia right now. He stars in a show called La Brea. He's also a photographer and a, a director. And I t- was taking out my cameras to show him the cue, which I'm borrowing from Fred Corey. And he saw my contacts T2, and he goes, what are you doing with that? I said, I hate that camera. I hate it. It's terrible. I. It's not that it's terrible. I'm terrible with that camera. I can't take pictures on it. He goes, I will buy that from you right now. 
And I said, oh, and then I go home and I call Jeff. <laughs> I know, of course I did, you know, yes. and then he, and then Owen calls me and says, I'm leaving for Australia tomorrow. I need that camera. Oh so God. I sell him the camera. Okay. So now I have partial of what I need. So then Jeff and I are going to go to a camera store. We're going to sell. There's three more things I'm selling, uh, like a 90 millimeter lens, a Hasselblad 503 CX with the lens and back. And that's going to be it. That's going to make up for this, this R5 insanity. And the store couldn't see us. They couldn't see us because they were prepping for a flea market out here where they yeah. have a little camera stand. And so I, uh, th that didn't work. So I go, oh, I just got to, I got to learn this camera before fashion week. Or I'm going to be fumbling with this thing. And I go and I go to Sammy's camera and, uh, I went up to the counter and I said, can you show me this? He goes, I go, what is this focus thing everyone's going crazy about? And he goes, well, here's the camera, hold it up to your eye. And he runs back and forth behind the counter and it keeps him in focus <laughs> the entire time. He goes, just because you're 15 year old technology, um, you're just not used to this. So, so this is what it is. And then I, so this is my thinking. So you just guys can go along with me, my head. I said, do you take Venmo? which is, you know, our payment like Zelle or any of those. And they go, no. And I looked at my card and it says, like, it has a MasterCard thing on it. I go, well, can you try it? He goes, oh, yeah, let's try it. So we try it. And it was, it's $1,000. They took out of there and it, okay, so now, okay, so now in my mind, the price of the camera is getting cheaper. <laughs> so I go, oh, could you do a few, a little more on that? They do a little more on that, it gets cheaper. And then... I had cash from Owen uh, and I gave him the cash there and it got cheaper and cheaper. And I go, okay, well, I'll put this on the credit card in my head. I'm like, going, oh, it wasn't as expensive as I thought. Anyway, that was my process. So uh, I am still selling the other thing tomorrow. I'm going to go try it. Gabe and Jeff know how, how that works, how money works with that. That's still money, right? Am I, yeah. am I, am I this yes, Don't it's still money. It, what you just heard was an orgy of self-justification. It's uh, breathtaking. Yes. It's breathtaking. There's the tagline for your podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> really, it's totally true. Totally I also true. love the fact that Gabe was basically there going, I hate this camera. It's terrible. It doesn't work. And somebody was like, I will buy that off you. I have never had that experience. Can you imagine it? if I went to somebody who was like, this camera is totally shit. Oh, my God. Oh, and, oh, I, and I went on and on, Rachel. I went on and on how much I hate it, how oh. it's hard to focus for me. and went on and on. And he was like, he goes, I have to have that camera because yeah. I guess the director of photography that he works with has the same has the same camera. But that, yeah. that happens a lot with with cameras with me. I, I was, you know, recently shooting with um, the Yashica T4 and I had the choice of taking either in my car, like what was in my car to take it to this event. And I took the T4 and I was much happier that I took the T4. Easier. Yeah. But after all that, um just Insanity. to clarify, you basically <laughs> didn't get rid of it. You got rid of two cameras after the entire Marie Nikondo episode, of which there were, I yeah. don't know how many, but there were many cameras that you agreed you would never needed and didn't need and going to get rid of. You got rid of many, two, two many cameras total from that episode. I will raise you that because the cameras that I'm selling to the store, we never even talked about. Yeah, <laughs> right. we didn't even. So those, those, we never those got are a into whole that other column. slew of cameras. Oh. Yeah, I that, promise, Gabe, when we... Slew. 
we have not done our Marina condo follow-up, but I no. promised Gabe we were going to get through his entire inventory, and we got through the twin lens reflex cameras, and that's it. <laughs> that's as yeah. far as we got. Because yeah. I didn't realize that he had like 25 of them, something like that. I, I had a lot of cameras. <laughs> well, I had a lot of cameras. Uh, I have, have a lot of no, cameras. No, you have a lot of cameras. <laughs> I have Gabe, a lot of cameras. Just clarify, but I'm you haven't got rid of any. Um, different YouTubers are taking them. Trev Lee's taking them. A lot of people are taking them and doing reviews on them. So I feel like I'm uh, the free rental house. You're lending to, uh, using cameras. So I mean, I've, I've made yeah, a I know. I got to get rid of them. Not not so much a podcast, the more sort of camera kleptomaniac support group, really, isn't it? At this point, especially yeah, with all yeah, therapy. You're absolutely right. Yes. absolutely right. Yes, that that's a hundred percent. And now I'm just going to justify. I have to sell more in order to get. Whatever the next camera is going to be, mm -hmm. we'll yeah. see. Um, an another point <laughs> I had on here is you've been going now for thirty nine episodes. Um, and you've had some very interesting guests um, and some YouTubers. No, that's that's a joke. YouTubers can be interesting too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so far, the, the, no no members of Friends or Freaks and Geeks or, or Will Great. Or, what's we were expecting celebrities. Frankly, the only reason we let you on this bloody <laughs> network was because I was expecting some big celebrity hit. What's we, going on? We are working on this. We are working on this. This, I, he's right. That is that is for real. We do have a couple of bold-faced names that we are chasing for the show, but we had to, you know, we had to rope you in first. Yeah, we, <laughs> right? we had to rope you in. Like, Just Jesus. go and. Show, show them a camera that you tell them is rubbish, Gabe, and see if they'll buy a right. one from you. Yeah. Just wait, wait yeah, to, we're, wait we're to working on it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Sounds like you've got enough to go around. So, you know, yeah, that entire yeah, we, we, so. It's one of those. It's one. And I'm even fixing cameras that I, that I am, uh, <laughs> that were like, I bought a camera for decoration about 15 years ago. And I just loved how it looked. It was this old Linhoff six by nine camera. And so I decided to bring it down to get it fixed. And this will tell you how many cameras that Jeff and I bring down to get fixed from our camera guy. Mm -hmm. He fixed it for free. <laughs> he handed it back to me. He goes, <laughs> got a loyalty goes, card, like a coffee goes, shop. Yeah, yeah, it is, this is the oddest camera that. you've ever brought to yeah, me. It and, is getting uh, to that point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have brought this guy so much stuff because we, and we won't tell anybody who he is or where he lives. Like, that's the thing. He's that's our terrible. secret stealth camera right. guy. Poor I know guy. it is terrible. You go out of business because you won't spread the word on him. We're, we're oh, very selective. No. We're very selective. Otherwise, I mean, because right now his turnaround for repairs is for us is less than a week. Like, what will become of <laughs> you us? You do need to be careful. There, there, there was a very famous London jewelers, um, and uh, they, had a, they had a great customer. Um, his name is Jeffrey. And he was the brother of the Sultan of Brunei. Oh. Uh, he, he he famously bought. Uh, he fa actually he famously squandered billions and billions of dollars. Um, uh, but the uh, he one of the things that he did was he bought his favorite jeweler shop, and then it went under because he was the only customer. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my That's god! Single-handedly kept this really yeah. alive. Yeah. Uh, so you, you do need to be careful. Yes, don't don't overprotect because yeah. you might lose it. You know, True. It's, yeah. Uh, no, balance it. balance the books. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna have another go now. Um, I'm gonna have a go. Um, <laughs> so I I just think yeah, uh, positive feedback time again. Um, you know the 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 production values you brought to the show are great uh you know instantly there was good music there was editing there was yeah all, all this sort of stuff going on and i have to say um 
merch like i don't know of any other podcast that has introduced merch on episode three i don't know whether that's just <laughs> like whether, whether that's just uh <laughs> yeah. that now i'm now i'm giggling because people are wafting stickers in front of me <laughs> i think i have some ideas cameras i think you oh, do God. i think oh, you yeah. do have some we've all there got we go. yeah. see i have there some ideas oh well we done go. yes so uh yeah I, I think um yeah i don't know whether that is just pure hollywood greed <laughs> oh. honestly i i swear this is what it is we are so fortunate that gabe's friend fred corey who is a composer and you know he stepped up to give us our incredible music and so we've been the beneficiary of so much generosity on his part, all our our ins and our outs and our theme and our music cues. And then my brother, Keith, who is somehow, I mean, he's the only artist in the family. Uh, my brother, Keith, who does a lot of, you know, his day job, he's an advertising copywriter and producer and so forth, but he's an incredibly gifted graphic designer. And so when we were starting this podcast, we said, will you do our logo? But then we realized, why do we have to have just one? And so we just <laughs> unleashed him. And any not only has he done, I think, five different logos for the podcast, but now our catchphrases have T-shirts. Like Gabe's thing of calling a half-frame camera half a cookie, which I think you guys invoked in a recent episode mm -hmm. of Sunny 16, <laughs> right? Half a cookie is now such a thing that it's on... Uh, we can you can get a t-shirt with a half a cookie cartoon on it you know <laughs> like so it it's just a tribute to my brother's creativity that we keep pumping out the merch we don't make any money off this stuff oh, it is just, so, so, no we sincerely we really don't how, make any money off of it how dare it you is, preempt the negative side of this feedback in your I'm performance so sorry. Review, which is which <laughs> is your royalty payments back to the network uh, <laughs> where, oh, are, yeah. where are they <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, I, 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 I don't know. I, I feel like what we, we, we give you in sweat equity. Isn't that the expression? Sweat equity. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's that. That's only a currency in California. You know that, that's don't you? It's, it's like it's right, like oh, I've started. A, I've started yeah. a website here. I'll, I'll print you, print you some some shares. You could have some share, some stock. I, I think the way we'll be repaying you is every time we come to England, we'll take you out to dinner. No. Oh, okay. I can see. I, right? Oh, Something like that? He's going to take us yeah. after you've made us travel all the way into London on a train. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. In Graham's case, he had to do, <laughs> he had to do four, four and a half hours on the train to get I, that. I, and also, on him. With th this evening, to, to, to get sorted for the podcast, Jeff tried to text me again. I was like, Jeff, you do realize this cost me like £100 every time I'm texting you. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I didn't reply oh, by a text. Whoops. I learned that lesson. I forgot um, about that. Right. Um, on the subject of your. Um, the great editing and the jingles and stuff. Um, obviously, a recurring feature is uh, your bulging <laughs> male bag. Um, we're not a fan oh, of crude euphemisms on the Sunny 16 Presents feed. We're just not sure that that's the place for that kind of thing. So um, <laughs> maybe that's the thing you can look at. <laughs> Oh my we did, goodness! We did change the adjective to prodigious mailbag. Oh, your prodigious you mailbag. Yeah. Okay, is, is that better, is it? But I'll prodigious. always push the 
the bulging. Just yeah, saying. Gabe said, I believe in our last episode, is something bulging, I is, believe was the sentence. Is yeah. your sack. Okay, well, there we go. Exactly. It's Jared. not that kind of a show yes. or that kind of a network. It's a lot more yeah. difficult to say as well, isn't it? Prodigious spellbag is a lot more yeah. difficult to say. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, you know. Well, after listen, having mastered the accent work, now I'm moving on <laughs> to multi-syllable words. <laughs> on to the third time. Um Aid, <laughs> do you have anything else you want to bring up on this before we um, you know, basically decide what we're gonna do? Judge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before we pass judgment. Mm. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, it's been nice knowing you. Um, mm. <laughs> thanks for turning up. Um, <laughs> now, are you going to mention movie quotes? Okay. I'm trying to think okay. of some movie quotes, but all I can think of is that George Clooney movie where he, he he flies around firing people, and then they start doing it by video conference. And I'm thinking, hmm. <laughs> what movie is that? I forget. Uh, up in the air. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, That's I mean, fine. Listen, we we keep we're stunned you haven't pulled the plug on us yet. Yeah, well, about exactly. that. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. The thing is, I mean, obviously, we love you guys. We love what you're doing. We love the stuff. It's great. Um, we love the energy. It's been mentioned the the the, the chemistry. Um, but after 39 episodes, I'm just not sure it's for us, really. Um, and we're with the Sunny 16 Presents feed, we're looking for something a bit more now, a bit more classy, a little bit more, I don't know, highbrow. And uh, you guys, you know, you get it. Um, so we kind of want to just. But yeah, what we think going in a different direction. Yeah, yeah, we're going in a different direction. And what we would like you to do is also go in a different direction, which is kind of away. Um, but we think this would be great for you. This don't think of this as us kicking you out, which we are. But think of it as us, as you getting, getting your independence and moving forward. This is going to be great for you guys. This is going to be really great. Um. So I'm yeah, not cry. I I think I mean ob obviously you'll you'll always have a home here in a metaphorical sense, not in a real literal sense. Please don't turn up. <laughs> never stay with us. Never come never, out here. Yes, ever darken our doorstep. <laughs> but um, and we will still keep in touch. Uh, yeah. Email Christmas cards. I think there's. I think I I think I some public access cable channels were calling. I think. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we think it's probably time that you guys flew the coop now, and you know. Um, so I don't know, maybe, maybe some sort of feed of your own. <laughs> I mean, you know, could that work for you? I, I, I mean, if that's what you're thinking, this is a shock, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, it's going to take me a while to process what's just happened. Do you two, um, you know, want to leave the room for a minute, have a little chat, come back? No, no, no. I, I believe in experiencing my emotions publicly. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, well, you yeah. are American. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yes, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. He says it lets it all out there. This is true. Uh, we'll accept your decision, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, all this to say. <laughs> yeah. All this to say is that... Um, I dream of cameras is going to be moving to a, a its own flat. It's taking it's taking its first step out into the big wide world, and you're getting your own feed, aren't you? So that it will have a home there where 
all your iDream of cameras needs can be met. If you want to just go and find the entire back catalogue all in one convenient place, we'll probably have that sorted by then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's been great. I'm, I'm really... It has been great having you guys on Sony 16 Presents for the last uh, however many months. It's been 18, 19 months. It's been fantastic. But it is time for you to go and spread your wings now. And I'm really glad we're getting a new feed for you guys. It's going to be awesome. Um, They're going back to university. You've graduated from the... Uh, from the probationary period and off you go to university so uh yeah exciting we'll drive you down the motorway drop you off with uh, uh, your first set of saucepans and uh duvet (laughs) (laughs) and uh, yeah your textbooks and uh wish a tearful goodbye but you always have a home here as graham says metaphorically speaking until he turned into a dark room of course So the important things from a listener's point of view, uh, which is obviously what we want to make sure of. One, um, all of the current episodes that are out are going to remain exactly where they are on Sony 16 Presents. They're not going anywhere, so you'll still be able to go and find them there. But we are going to be setting up together, um, we're going to be helping you get it organised, a new feed, which in the fullness of time, hopefully in time for episode 40, uh, which will be at some point in the next six months, um, because yes, getting later and later because he's very slack. Um <laughs> uh, there will be hopefully we can get the the all the right names for stuff um and you will be able to search for i dream of cameras and find the feed there now we will put all of the specific details out don't go looking for this now it doesn't exist it isn't there and it all needs setting up so when it comes to that we will obviously share this and you gentlemen will obviously have all this out there um and i suspect that what we will probably do is have episode 40 go out both on Sunny 16 Presents and on the new feed so that people who people can know where to go and find you. Um, I think that's the plan, isn't it, Jens? Sounds great. <laughs> Sounds great. Shrugging. Gabe is still looking really shocked. Gabe, were you not in on this? Just, <laughs> Gabe's just really just been sad. sitting there looking stunned. I, for the I, last I, I'm, first of all, I'm already packing up to live in the dark shed number one so i that that's the crazy thing is but uh i didn't know we were going to episode 40 but i'm very excited to hear all this <laughs> hang on hang on right so, i thought it was 39 real. and out <laughs> real, okay. did, did you not know about no, this? i do all this okay yeah. <laughs> you you have to understand gentlemen that as veteran television writers and producers we have lived in cancel culture oh my for gosh. 25, 35 years. Cancel culture has a very specific meaning to us. It means you're off the air. Yeah. Right. So, so we're very sensitive. Are you yeah. trying to say that you've been fired by better? <laughs> oh boy no I, you know what here's the thing i i you know i know sincerity has no place on this show so just feel free to just, just feel free to just snip just snip this right out Graham. it has no I mean, place I, in my mouth everyone else is fine <laughs> right i have to say i mean i want to say two things this is an incredible adventure Okay, I, we are so grateful to you guys for first of all opening up Sunny Sixteen Presents to listener-generated content, so that we could try something like this. I think Sunny Sixteen Presents the whole idea behind it of creating this place where people can share stuff, and I hope that the journey that I dream of cameras has been will encourage people 
to do what we did. We're just two schmucks with a podcast. Like we just decided, we went to you guys, said, here's what we're thinking of doing. And you were so open to just letting us fill an hour. And so that's incredible. As you said, like, I don't think this is apparent to people, but Gabe and I really did not know each other that well when this adventure no. began. And now mm -hmm. I consider Gabe one of my dearest friends. I yeah, am not I necessarily sure he would. Oh, he did return. Oh, come on. That's Absolutely. Amazing. 100%. See, we're all we're doing. So that's been amazing too. Like the growth of this relationship, which I think people have experienced in real time over the last year and three quarters is great. But in by extension, like I love you guys. I mean, it's been so great to meet the gang when I came, but like the love and support we have felt from you guys from the jump has been incredible. So this is like, yeah, we it does feel like we're graduating a little bit, but like the connection I feel to you guys and to like what Sunny 16 means in the film podcasting community and what it means as a support for artists and creators. It's just, it's a tribute to you guys. So like, I don't know, well, I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to keep making the jokes about you guys on the show and, and <laughs> yeah. maintain your presence. All right, I throw it to Gabe. I, I'm not good at explaining. This. No, no, no. We're, we're so appreciative. And uh, we really, we, first of all, the fact we didn't know what we were doing because the, the funniest thing is that when, Graham, when you spoke to Jeff, Jeff had not spoken to me. That's true. <laughs> so when Jeff calls me and he goes, Jeff calls me and he says, we're doing a podcast. I've already volunteered yes. you. Yes. It was hysterical. So we just started talking. And I think that uh, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's been so much fun and, and we will continue and obviously talk about you a lot because we do. That's what we do on the show. No, it's great. And I mean, like, and the reason that, that this is happening is because people, you know, shows develop their own audience over time people and you're 39 episodes and you have an audience of people who are tuning in because they really want to hear you and people to get new people in they want to be able to go back and find the back catalog all in one place and the great thing about Sony 16 presents it has loads of different stuff on it but the problem is it has loads of different stuff on it if you're looking for something specific so it's not it's not just that we're tired of your bullshit. It's also that we want to make it easier <laughs> for new listeners. <laughs> In addition to being tired of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In addition to, no. Um, but yeah, it's great. And, you know, I look forward to uh, many, many. Uh, honestly, I never thought you would be doing this at this point i thought this was going to be a fun thing that would go on for a few episodes until you got busy again and that would and that be would it. the end of it and um deeply disappointed by my misjudgment is how i would say so funny um but no it's gonna be great so watch our socials watch i dream of camera socials and of course like i said keep an eye open for episode 40 whenever they get around to making that um it will be and late please wait, wait one, one more thing please Please, please, please. This is this is honest. Honestly, if you want us on your show, we I promise we will consider it. We will really, <laughs> yeah. I just want you to know that oh, in all sincerity, Jeff and I will discuss it. We'll call our agents, <laughs> and I'm sure at some point we'll be there. Yeah, yeah. Our, yeah, yeah. our people will call your people. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah. It. yeah, yeah. You, you know, you seriously, in all sincerity, you're welcome back anytime. You've actually got some of your celebrity friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic um before we get out of here rach i promised you and i hate breaking promises um we want to mention that as this show goes out whenever that'll be i'll do it like jeff does it i late um 
So probably next weekend, the weekend of the 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, I don't know, some of those days. It's, it's the photography show at the NEC. We are going oh, to so be there. Um, uh, I'm going to be there on Saturday. Age, you're going to be there Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I'm doing two days. Yeah, so I'm going to be very, very sociable on on Saturday. Uh, looking forward to seeing everybody, but and looking forward to being able to do that without the pressure of actually having to get around the whole blooming place as well. So I shall, I shall spend some time on Sunday doing that. So yeah, but you're going to be hiding under a desk on Sunday or something. <laughs> That's an option. Um, Rach, you are going to yeah. be there all four days. So why don't you fill people in on what yeah. it is you're doing there? Yeah. So um, actually, I did a little uh, video for the the photography show um social meads uh, earlier today so uh over the four days i'm going to be why are you shaking your head at social, I said social meads. come on you're in your 40s you can't say that <laughs> i'm going to make you laugh that was why i said it, I thought it was... okay fine um so uh over the four days i'm going to be there on the saturday sunday monday tuesday and i'm going to be delivering uh demonstrations in the cyanotype Cyan type um, some print uh, technique um, in a space with, uh, just behind the analog showcase area. So we're kind of like attached. I might be next door to Ilford. I'm not entirely sure, but li literally around the area. Um, so I'm going to be delivering some uh, demonstrations across those four days. And then on Tuesday, um, I'm going to be doing a talk on um, analog and hybrid wedding photography um, as well for them on the analog showcase stage. Um, and of course, I'll also be there to talk about and um, to, uh, you know, go over the ideas behind the ultimate film and darkroom workbook. So uh, people can obviously come in, as Aid said before, queue around the block, come and chat to me. Let's find out about it. Make sure we get you signed up for that as well if you're interested. And um, yeah, really looking forward to seeing everybody um i have decided in the interests of um uh, safety and mental health safety um that i'm going to be doing um timed sessions uh, on the stand because in the past i have tried to do it all day long on all the days and it's not healthy um doesn't work well so um i haven't actually nailed down the exact timings for those but there will be some little breaks in between um, when obviously hopefully I'll be going around and seeing the other exhibitors, seeing the other talks and chatting with everybody who's there. So I'm really looking forward to that. Can't wait. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, I think I think that's pretty much everything that we've got to talk about this week. It's been a lot. It's been a long show. It turns out, it turns <laughs> out that telling Jeff and Gabe to sod off takes longer than you think. Um, <laughs> who knew? Who knew? <laughs> I told you we should have just fallen back on the Monty Python references. You can choose. Are you the Thanks. Judean people's front or are you the people's front? Graham, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is this a time we should go through some emails? <laughs> yeah, like, Jeff, lay out some Jeff, emails. do you want to get your sweaty sack out or whatever it is? You're like... <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, what just happened on this show? <laughs> okay, that's where we call it time, folks. Yeah, there's, there's a point in every Sunny Sixteen where it's just time to go, and then we keep yeah. going for five more minutes, yeah. and then it's too so, late. As always, as always, it is an honour and privilege to talk with our guests, uh, especially this week, Jeff, Gabe. Uh, all the very best of love, our hearts, and our best wishes go with you for your your new ventures and the new new phase of i dream of cameras um you know folks uh we will play you out now with uh, rachel's band rocket <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, you can get her, their album, Promises I Should Have Kept, at all good places on the internet, including, I am told very reliably, the new I Dream of Cameras website and feed. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, goodbye. Take care. Bye. Bye. You fired. <laughs> I'm definitely going to take the performance review to heart! <laughs>